0: Hey everyone, it's Kayla, back with another episode of your podcast strategist. And today I am recording in my closet. That is right, in my closet. Why? Because it's a Sunday and I randomly had a wild hair and I had a bunch of recording that I wanted to do. And so I decided to go ahead and do it in my closet. (laughs) So if it sounds a bit different than normal, that is why I'm also using a different mic. Go figure. Anyways. So today I want to talk to you about your podcast hosting. There are a bunch of different podcast hosts that you can choose from. They all have their pros and cons. It depends on, you know, what you're wanting to do with your show. And so I really wanted to talk about it because a lot of people believe in like one size fits all use this host. And I do not because I think that it depends on your goals for your podcast. So let's get into it.
1: Welcome to the Your Podcast Strategist Show. I'm your host, Kayla Wells. I'm a podcast manager and strategist working with award-winning professionals and entrepreneurs who are creating businesses that change the world. Get ready to learn everything you need to know to start podcasting today, along with all the encouragement you need to stay on track. I love podcasting, but I love creating sustainable marketing and content machines that support your business and life even more. It's time to take the weight out of your marketing efforts. Ready to go? Great. Grab your favorite note-taking tools and let's do this.
0: Hey y'all. Okay. So when it comes to your podcast hosting, the most important thing to remember is what your overall goals are for your show. So, you know, I've done a bunch of research on the main ones. There are a bunch of podcast hosts. I'm going to talk about Libsyn, Buzzsprout, and Captivate because those are the ones I know the most about. Those are the ones that I have used the most. And those are the ones in all honesty that I think are the best overall. There are several others to consider if you're wanting to create like a podcast network or something like that, which Captivate is on that level as well. But once you start talking about that, the cost gets much higher. And so that's a whole other conversation, which if y'all want to talk about creating a network for your podcast or creating a podcast network, I can certainly talk about that as well. But for today, I want to talk about which podcast host to go with, depending on your show goals. So for instance, if your goal is solely to create visibility for yourself, for your show, for your business, for your offers, you have no intention of ever doing affiliate sales. You have no intention of ever adding in additional advertising and never going the sponsorship route, which sponsorship's a little bit different, but never doing, never doing heavy monetization of other people's products then really, honestly, you can get an entry-level Buzzsprout plan or an entry-level Libsyn plan because both of those plans are going to give you plenty of storage because that's something to consider. If you are going to be releasing a daily episode that's an hour long, first of all, kudos to you because that is a lot, Um, but it also requires a lot of storage. So you need to check which plans for your chosen host have the most storage. And the more storage you need, the more expensive those plans are going to be. So it depends on the type of show that you have. Are you releasing weekly? Are you releasing monthly? Are you releasing bi-weekly? Are you releasing three times a week? And how long are your shows? Because even if you released every single day, five minutes a day, that's 25 minutes total, which is essentially the same as one weekly full you know, length episode, podcast episode. So not as important to consider that if it's going to be a five minute episode. However, again, if you're going to be releasing, you know, three times a week, an hour long episode, well, that's as if you had like three separate full length podcast episodes going out every single week, which requires just more storage. And as such, again, you're going to have to look at your plans and your pricing for that. But then if you add into that, that you also want to be able to add in dynamic content, which dynamic content is content that can be added in. It is more timely. So for instance, one way to think of dynamic content is say that you have been podcasting for years and you've decided that you want to add in a blurb at the beginning because you've got a new product that you want to promote. If you wanted to, you can use dynamic content to insert that blurb, depending on your host, front, middle, or back of your episodes. Now, typically you'll have to have done some work in showing like where in your episodes you want to include dynamic content. Some of your podcast hosts make this very, very easy. Some of them not, but you could add that in after the fact. And then once the promotion is done, you can pull that dynamic content out and it's, it's as if it was never there. So it truly does Flux with what you're doing right now. And it allows you to update all your podcast episodes at one time versus having to go in and manually update them. So, for instance, if you've been podcasting for four years and your first episode is one that is highly listened to, then <laughs> whatever you had an ad read for on that first episode is still there. So if, like say you already had a good relationship with, I don't know, a VPN company and you had a host read ad read in there for a VPN company, but it was giving a percentage off, not necessarily like an affiliate amount because your affiliate code likely hasn't changed, but say that they were literally doing a sale and they were giving 20% off plus a bonus for your affiliate code. Well, that sale is no longer happening. So that information is no longer valid. And it's not really helping you or them versus being able to have content that ebbs and flows with what you're doing. So another thing to consider there is where your host allows you to put dynamic content in. I say that because with a host like Captivate, you're able to put dynamic content in the pre-roll. So before the episode, the mid-roll, so in the middle of the episode and the post-roll after the episode versus a bus sprout where only it only has pre and post-roll options. So if you have several affiliates or if you're doing affiliate launches or if you're planning to continue to grow your affiliate offerings or if you're planning to sell your own products, then having that mid-roll section is kind of important aside from the pre-roll it's one of the most highly listened to and most one of the most profitable places to put advertisement of any kind so like think of the super bowl you're listening to the new commercials the whole time but the commercials that are the most expensive to purchase are the ones around halftime why because most people are listening to those because of the halftime show so like in between and all of that like those are the some of the most expensive ads that you can buy It's the same concept for pretty much any other advertising. You're in the middle of the episode. You've already been listening. You're already invested. You're really wanting to get to the next piece and an ad pops in, which kind of interrupts the experience. So you also have to pay attention to your audience and what they want. But if you have that option, for instance, if you have a brand new challenge that you want to do, and that challenge is going to lead into a high ticket offer of some sort, you'd be able to throw your host red ad for your challenge into the middle of all of that versus with, like I said, a Buzzsprout where you're not allowed to do, you're not able to do that. And Libsyn will allow you to do host red ads, but they, their dynamic content platform isn't as robust and, or as easily used as some of the other ones. Now they have a really good monetization platform. They have a really good ad bank where you can collaborate like you, join into this program and then you're able to collaborate with other people to make sure that what they're offering actually matches what you need. And they have that kind of baked in so that you can really utilize that platform for that type of advertising. But it's not really the same as whenever you've done a a real affiliate with something where it's something you truly believe in. And those ads aren't ads that you're picking, you're choosing the product. So the ad itself isn't something you have any control over. You just have control over the product itself. And then there's things like with a YouTube where you get into monetization and you don't get to control which ads go in there at all. So like if you are a dog food company, you can't control whether or not they put a cat food ad in the middle of your video. Well, some of the monetization on podcast platforms is similar, not quite the same because you get a little bit more customization than that but just something to consider as you're looking through how you want to grow your show and what you intend to do. For instance, I have every intention to use my show for my own products and services. I have every intention of at some point getting into some affiliate, not necessarily launches, but like letting y'all know when I have, you know, discounts and stuff for various things that make sense. For instance, you know, i trying to become an affiliate for Riverside. It's the recording platform I use because I like it better than zoom. And once I do, I would love to put it out there in some of my episodes that here's my affiliate link. I don't want to like bombard y'all with that. That's not my goal by any means, but I love Riverside. So I absolutely want to include that, which is why I went with captivate. I went with captivate because I knew that my goal in the future would be to put in ads for different things that I'm running. And if for instance, I really want to run a, you know, launcher podcast challenge this year. I want to be able to help people go through those steps and get their podcasts launched and have support on the back end and make that happen. But that's going to be time based. So whenever I run quote unquote ads for that, I don't want my ads for like say a March challenge running in December. I just don't want that to happen. That is why I was very sure whenever I went and looked at my podcast hosting that I wanted to use Captivate. It's a little bit more expensive, but in my mind, it's worth it to make sure that y'all are getting the most pertinent information as possible at any given time. And that is my goal. So these are all things to consider. If you never intend to ever run an ad, you don't even want to talk about your own business stuff. Like your main goal is literally just to create content. Then you can go with any podcast host that you would prefer. Buzzsprout has a really beautiful user end, but that being said, Libsyn just completely updated their backend and it's super easy to use. So, you know, they all have these pros and cons. I just want you to know that you have options when you're looking for a podcast host and what you should start with is your overall goal. What do you want to use your podcast for? Why are you podcasting? And what do you want to provide to your audience with regard to value as well as content? And additionally, do you want to be able to monetize it in a way that feels good to you? So just things to consider. There Again, there are plenty of other podcast hosting platforms, i.e. there's podcast.co, which is another really good one if you're considering Podcast networks because they have a whole plan just for networks. Another thing, sorry, I thought I was done, but I'm not. Private podcasting has become huge. It is a big deal. And I think it's brilliant to be perfectly honest with you. You can use a private podcast to go along with a course, you can use a private podcast to go along in a membership. In fact, someone who I follow is Sarah Dan, and she recently decided to do a private podcast that's a little bit shorter, like shorter episodes, but it's daily. So she's doing a daily private podcast and then she's doing her regular podcast as well, which is really cool because you join the private podcast. You're getting a little bit of different content. You've opted into that content and it's really fascinating. It's great information. Private podcasting is awesome. And some of the platforms, for instance, Captivate will allow you to have as many podcasts as you want on your one plan and you don't have to like purchase another podcasting plan. And additionally, it's all based on number of overall downloads. So if you're getting like 4000 downloads a week on your regular podcast and then you start a private podcast and you're only getting say a 1000 downloads a week on that, you're well within the lowest tier of the 30000 downloads. Yeah, had to do a little mental math there. <laughs> So that's something to consider as well. So for instance, with Libsyn, if you decide that you want to do a separate podcast, even with Buzzsprout, if you decide you want to do a separate podcast, you have to pay for a completely different podcasting plan. So that's another thing to consider. Do you want to use private podcasting anyway, any way or in any way with, within your business? And do you plan to have offshoots of your podcast? Like right now, it probably is like, I'm just happy to get the one up and running. But what I have found with podcasters is they start podcasting, they realize, Oh, I have something else to say that doesn't fit for this audience. I want to start a podcast for that too. And then you end up having to pay additional money. So it's just these kind of things to consider. Now it's not necessarily hard to move from one podcasting host to another. In my experience, it's fairly easy and everything moves over. It's very clean, but that's not always the case. So Just know that you could always start with one podcast host, and if it's no longer meeting your needs, you can move to another one. But if you're just starting, it's almost better just to go ahead and really consider your overall goals, what you're wanting to use your podcast for, and get the right host for the long term versus having to do it again. That's all I got. If you have any questions, definitely let me know. I'm sure this will probably come up again as more podcast hosts come in and start shaking up real estate. But those are the three that I really recommend on the regular to any of my clients.
1: All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Love the episode? If so, I would truly appreciate you leaving me some stars and some words or, you know, those ratings and reviews we all talk about want to immerse yourself in the podcast world, head over to Facebook or Instagram and follow me at Quell's Podcast Services. That's K-W-E-L-L-S Podcast Services. I'm sharing more tidbits and knowledge and would love to connect. Today is the day to take action. What's one thing you can do to move closer to your podcast and business dreams? Do you have it clear in your mind? Okay, go do it. I'll catch you next time.